Hey, this is this is Brett Saxon from Blark Entertainment. We want to hear from you, so give us a call at 911. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show that critics are calling... And I thought getting sliced with a thousand paper cuts was bad. So thank you for that. Uh, this week we have uh, special returning champions, Brett Saxon, Clark Wilson. <laughs> Welcome back, gentlemen. Champ. Thanks. Champ Combined or Blark. The champ. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get into that in, a, in just a bit. <laughs> no, but we won't. This, <laughs> this is a very, very special episode. Huge. Huge. Because Bigger than when Shaw was here. <laughs> Shaw just clicked off the podcast right now. Uh, but the thing about this is you... The listeners of this program, the fans, the casual listeners, have heard mo- on most of these episodes, have heard this gentleman who's with us tonight. You've heard his music throughout the entire program. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andrew Ranallo. Hey, thank you. Hey. <laughs> good to be here. Yeah, how's it going? It's great. Good. It's yeah. good to have you. And uh, about time, too. Yeah. Um, not only is that this huge, but it's like uh, you're on a good time, too. This is our 40th episode whoa that yeah fast. yeah so our 40th birthday is today so uh thanks for joining us you're over the, the hill yeah exactly um but a lot of people actually have told me that they really that's one of the i take it as a compliment and um a disservice as well when they're like oh my favorite part is the music oh is, wow yeah that's which is flattering really yeah and that's super sweet and um i guess a lot of people too have wondered like you know uh one guy said he was like he likes the feel of it he described it as kind of um, he described it as like this really um, kind of retro garage band. It, it, I know that's hard to kind of describe your own music. How would you describe it if you had to? Yeah. Uh, it's you hard know, to put it even in a label, bro. Yeah, I was on a date recently and someone asked me this question and I said, I think it's kind of like sad boy music. <laughs> so I've always wondered, like, does it really fit for a podcast? You know, like a lot of it's pretty dark. Yeah. But also, um, especially the latest record, trying to make it more texturally interesting and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah garage is probably right garage alternative kind of stuff but well it's funny you say sad boy music too with um you know what i'm always taking with like listening and putting the stuff in the podcast is the way you write and some of the themes that you tackle is there something that you write specifically that you enjoy more than other themes not really i, I think a lot of it ends up being about people but um no i just um I kind of use it as my own way of processing stuff. So it ends up being about all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's about like one song can be about four different things kind of mm-hmm. jammed together. So it's not really one to one, you know? Right. But those and, are my favorite when you can kind of like there's similar concepts or like similar occurrences or patterns that like, I don't know, you clump into one. So it's not maybe about one specific person or, yeah, or yeah. something like that. But it's And then good. sometimes it, time moves on and you're like what was that about again like sometimes mm-hmm. i remember and specifically and sometimes i really don't it's like a mixture of things you know yeah and do you know too this is for both you guys is there like is there a mood that you like or prefer or do sometimes when you're starting you're like oh you know i'm maybe feeling more upbeat and then all of a sudden it just takes a different route where it can be more sad boy as you say yeah sometimes mm-hmm. i think that other record <laughs> i tried to like make it Still my style, which is sometimes pretty dark or like the content can be dark, but mm-hmm. I tried to make the songs like, 
I tried to really focus on making them something you'd want to like move a little bit to and have like a hook and have all of those pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think next time I was telling you guys this maybe on New Year's Eve, but I think I want to write a, an album next. That's like all upbeat, like fully, mm. like Super full positive. happy. Yeah, yeah. Just like full happy. I've never yeah. tried it before. And I was like, that'd be a cool challenge to switch it up Yeah, and just like force myself to do that, even though it's like, I've never done it. Right. Uh, yeah, I look forward to that. Is that you said that you were um, working on something now? Is there- yeah, I have this like home record I've been doing over COVID and a little bit before COVID started that is pretty like it's mostly acoustic mm-hmm. guitar and then layers of weird sounds and things. And that one will be weird. That'll be a sad one, too, I think. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's a good one. I'm really proud of it. It's coming together. So you say sad too, but there is a lot of humor in there too. There is humor, yeah, 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 yeah. which I love. Uh, one of my favorite moments of my life is uh, centered <laughs> around you two, Brett and Andrew, uh, which is right. uh, for ten days I was in New York City <laughs> and I visited uh, you guys, and there was a lot of things that happened. But I always, when I think back, whenever I hear your music, Andrew, I'm taken back to those ten days specifically. And I had a great time. And I remember the starting of that, the very first day I get there. And I uh, was just finishing um, an episode of, it was like a three-episode run of Ghost Hunters. And so I had, like, none of my clothes were clean. And Brett's like, I got just the place for you. This is, this is, yes. this is the laundromat that you got to check out. You're going to love it. Right up the street. And then, you know, right down the street. So we went down there. I dropped it off. I, I show up the next day. I'm excited. Brand new clothes. That fresh smell. I love that. Like that <laughs> fresh smell will get me set for the next 10 days. Next 10 days, I have nothing to worry about. All right? 10 days that you were there. <laughs> 10 <laughs> days. 10 days. And then I uh, show up and they're like, uh, yeah, we lost all your clothes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Not only they, that, I remember they were like, uh, where's your ticket? And you're like, it's yeah. right here. And they're like, that's not our ticket. They're like, yes, it is. It's the only laundromat. We all went there. Because my clothes, we went at the same time. My clothes were there. And I was yeah. like, thanks. I had like a fresh stack of like, yeah. they smelled great. And like all yeah. perfectly folded. And you're like, fuck. fuck. Yeah. And I remember you went, we went to a bunch of shows during that time for the, um, what's it called? CMJ. CMJ. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were both. <laughs> you were buying all yeah. the band's shirts because you was. had no clothes. <laughs> well, because for a while I tried to rock Brett's clothes, but he's like eight sizes bigger than me. Yeah. yeah. Buff. And like, you know, right. Right. Athletic, right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved, uh, I loved that time period and seeing you guys, I just went to a bunch of different shows. Um, and that was really cool. And I remember it was always like, that was my second time in New York City, but my first time really exploring with you guys and all that. You guys were good kind of hosts of that area. Because I remember that time period, too. There was like a, a guy. <laughs> do you remember this? The, the guy that was like, there was a guy going around axing people on yeah. the subways with a full, oh. with either axe or machete. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> But I was like, so you had the entire time it was like a horror movie. You had that feeling that that was somewhere in the Do background. you remember that yeah. guy who called you uh, Colonel Sanders? Yes. <laughs> on the subway? <laughs> that was my favorite, yeah. He like was like 
his energy was such that it was like he could be on the edge of violence. Like he oh, was yeah. like Colonel Sanders' mother. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things because so to, to describe this, this comes up in uh, actually with the crew of Ghost Hunters because they love this story. Where so we're in New York City and we're on the subway and this was probably like three a.m. It was, it was really like late, towards yeah. the end of one of our nights. And I think we were coming back from that party we went to. Anyway, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you guys right. took the train out to like Bushwick or, or Ridgewood or something yeah. like that, right? And then. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. And we got uh, uh, so we're we're on the subway, and there's this uh, homeless guy who looks like he's not even like paying attention really, and then he just looks, he locks eyes with me, <laughs> and then goes. And at the time, I was sporting this goatee, so it was like this really big bushy goat, and then like, disgusting goatee, disgusting, yeah. handsomely <laughs> disgusting, um, and uh, and and this you know clean shaven with the rest of it, and this homeless guy Clark, he looks at me, and he's like. Uh, he just says, and it was the perfect timing ever. He should have been on a sitcom. He's like, Colonel Sanders looking motherfucker. But also, too, so um, one of my favorite uh, periods of that, too, is um, the, the story right before I got out there, too, um, is, well, actually, are there any things that you remember of that time period that you really loved? From New York? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. It was so fun to all be in a house together and like, just, yeah. I don't know. We were jammed in there. You and Lindsay <laughs> yeah. deserve a medal for hosting the smelliest bunch of pieces of garbage. But, oh, um, yeah, big time. We were, yeah, I don't know. It was just chaos kind of, and it was really fun. I, I was there for three days before you even got there too. So I was in New York total for like 13 days. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause you Cause came. I was there for work. Yeah. I yeah. think, but. Were you supposed to come with too? I feel like. Clark? I don't think so. Oh, I could have sworn maybe on that one, but. Um, what time of year was this? Oh, it October-ish, was October-ish, I yeah, think. Yeah, when, that's around hunting season. That's probably why I didn't go. That's probably why, yep. But uh, but I remember, too, so meeting you guys from the Ghost Hunters episode, wherever we were, um, I had to take a train up to oh, see yeah. you guys. And this you took was... took the New Jersey, what is it, the... Yeah, what is the, is the, the path? That? The path. Path train, yeah. yeah. So oh, I took the like... path, and um, I was lost, and I had no idea where I was going. And this couple that looked like they were going out, they were they took me under their wing they were like well we'll get you to uh kind of in that area and then we have to go do our own thing or whatever um i was hoping they would just like hold my hand the entire way yeah. but uh but they were so th- we're on the train and then there's this couple on the opposite end of us um uh just right across from us and it's this woman in a complete white dress and she's hammered and there's another guy that's hammered she's sitting down and then her friend is standing up you know holding on to the the rail and they get to a stop and he's like you know, they she they both look kind of uncomfortable, but more so her. They get to a stop, and the guy's like, "All right, this is our stop. We gotta go." And she goes, "No, I literally cannot. I gotta I gotta sit down." He's like, "No, no, no. We gotta go. We gotta go." He's pulling her arm. And she goes, "Seriously, I need to sit down. I need to stay down here." And and he's like, "No, we gotta." We gotta. And pulls her up, and as he pulls her up, just projectile diarrhea <laughs> uh, on, on, from her from her white dress on. Which, by the way, that's a perfect color to wear when you're uh, doing that. <laughs> defecating yourself yeah. um, in public um, but all over the side of the seats and it was disgusting and then <laughs> they got off at that stop and 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 this sounds like it was like right out of a movie because the guy the couple that I was with the guy leans over to me and he's like welcome to New York and I'm like, oh my God. but then um, this uh, we see a worker come by and she looks at and literally oh, yeah. there's there's a puddle this. there's a puddle of poo on the seat and i say to the worker i was like oh do we have to like go to a different car like you probably have to get hazmat out here and all that and she's like oh honey 
I'm at the end of my shift. I'm not even going to report this. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Then she disappeared because she was a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So from there, let's go to, let's do a little bit of TV. What, uh, Mr. Ronaldo, let's start with you. What are you watching that you're kind of into that you can recommend or not recommend? Well, and I know you guys have talked about this a little bit, but I just finished Succession Season 3. Really enjoyed Ooh, it. Yeah. thought it was fantastic. Um, I picked up this old show from 2015 called uh, Catastrophe. Mm. Do you know that one? I don't think so. Okay. I've heard of it. I've never. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like a British slash American comedy. Uh, um, what else have I been watching? What's Catastrophe about? Who's the guy? Paul Delaney. Or... Is it Paul Delaney? Is that his name? I don't remember. Rob Delaney? Start. Rob Delaney, yeah. How did um, you pull that? He, <laughs> this is all in the pilot, so I don't think it's a big spoiler. But oh, basically, he cool. goes to London for work and ends up hooking up with this lady for like five days in a row. And then he flies home. They're like, good riddance. See you later. It was fun. And then she ends up getting pregnant. Mm. So then he has to fly back to London. And it's about their relationship starting that way, basically. It's really funny. It's really well written. Cool. It came out in 2015, and I think there's like five seasons. But oh wow! I'm only in season one right now. <laughs> gotcha. Well, we love spoilers okay. here, so that's yeah, that's no problem. I've at been all. watching uh, Joe Para talks. Yeah, I do show. like Joe Para. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. He actually just uh, did a cameo in Search Party, the final season of Search Party. Oh, oh sweet! Cool. Which I recommend big time. How about you, Clark? What are you watching? Nothing. Nothing. I finished. Uh, Great British Baking Show. Oh, yeah. That's always good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to be said about comfort TV. You know what I mean? Stuff that you can just have well, on. Well, I like that. Yeah, because that's a show I can have on and like do something else, like read my phone or draw or something. I, I don't need to give it my <laughs> undying my attention. Right. Well, one thing I think you'd like is uh, the new Peacemaker, which is uh, based off of um, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yep. And uh, did you like Oh, yeah, I saw that. I want to check yeah, that out. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, and the, sh- the show is really good. It's interesting because it's so un-PC in a time where, like, you know, you're used to seeing a lot of watered-down stuff, and they hit it hard the other way, where it's like, you feel like it was shot maybe 10 years ago with the type of humor that they do. Like, kind of Fairly Brothers-esque some of the stuff. James Gunn, like, a big part of the show. He wrote and directed every episode so far, which is the, they they just dropped out three. Um, But yeah, really good. Um, there was, uh, and they have this weird random, I don't know if you saw the opening of it. It's a dance sequence that they do. And John Cena does this. He's, he, the thing about him for me as a superhero, I don't fully, and maybe that's part of his charm. He's so big and bulky that he doesn't move with such like ease and grace or anything. Yeah. So he looks like the tick. He kind of reminds me of the tick (laughs) and which is not bad, but you kind of like feel for him, you know what I mean? And maybe that's part of his charm but they have this opening where he's dancing and he's this horrible dancer um but uh i was watching a twitch stream because that's what i do with a lot of my free time um and shouldn't do that (laughs) but uh but uh this guy uh doing the djing on one of them was uh uh he said that he was the costume designer for that show and he said that show took three or that opening took three days to do, oh. to do. Like, how long is it it's not long it's like it's less like than two a minute. minutes yeah. it's less than a minute it's less than a minute yeah yeah maybe a minute and a half but oh no but yeah check it out so that was uh that was kind of interesting but it's a really good show i highly recommend it but you um if you're easily offended you will be offended by the show for sure i doubt it yeah yeah but easily, it'd take a lot you won't be offended now no you're not easily offended no yeah how about you brett what are you watching 
Unless um, they kill a dog. Right. That's like the only way I really... Like yeah. I'm ready to go to war if that happens. I feel like that's a cardinal rule. You don't kill animals unless you're really trying to like you know like it's a part of the story like Cujo or something. Sure. The birds. Yeah, exactly. Kill all the birds you want. We can all, <laughs> we're all in agreement. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of them. Get out. Um no, I'm still catching up on It's Always Sunny. I haven't yeah. watched I, I mean we watched a ton of football on Sunday, me and Clark. Yeah, you know, I watched too Clark much football this past weekend. I didn't really yeah. watch anything else. Yeah. Do you do you know you should we go over those? Yeah, let's go over every, <laughs> let's go over a game, man. Show. Did you see that episode where no. yeah, yeah. Uh, where Troy Aikman? Have you heard of this yeah. show, uh, People Just Do Nothing? Mm. It's uh, a sounds like a British show about comedy. Me. It's a British comedy. It's about these chavy like London people who start like a pirate radio station one of them's like a freestyle rapper and one's like a pretty bad dj and it's really hilarious i really recommend it what do you watch it on uh the prime or? hbo or HBO? prime yeah nice can't remember exactly now but what's the other one you recommended to me a few weeks ago um do you remember the gist I think it started with a B. Yeah, some kind of like bat, Batman. <laughs> he's like a man and he's a it bat. It starts with one of the vowels. Yeah, one of the, the guys, the comedian's a musician as well. You sent me a YouTube clip of the... Oh, Snuffbox. Snuffbox. You've seen Snuffbox. Oh, I've heard yeah. of that. Matt Berry and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a couple Bs in there. Well, I, heard, I saw Matt Berry is, uh, in Book of Boba Fett, but I think he's just voice acting. Uh, an android. Yeah, sweet. I read yeah. something about that where like now Boba Fett's a good guy. Yeah. Well, what is this? Well, it's right in the middle. It rides that line. It's the anti anti hero. Yeah. Thing, well, right? I think I did say that last yeah. time, but I don't. He's a villain. Yeah, I agree. Um, Archive eighty one is another one that I'm watching. That's a horror TV show on Netflix. That's pretty good. Eight episodes. Um, it's about a guy who is hired to clean up some tapes that were like uh, um, caught in a fire. So he has to clean up these tapes and he finds on them stuff that could be the leadings of an underground cult and all this stuff. And I'm, yeah, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm four episodes in and it's it's pretty solid so far. And that's executive produced by James Wan. So good to mm. check out. I like his stuff because it's not so much jump scares all the time. It's very, it kind of dwells on the suspense and leads up to a lot of stuff, which I think is a little Were there jump scares case. and malignant? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Quite a few, Hypocrite. if I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 he had the other. He had both ends of the spectrum too, because he had stuff where it just kind of was just there, and then it doesn't cut away to the jump scare that you think is going to happen. So there you go. Well, there you go. That's a bunch to check out this week. All right, from there, let's go to some advice. Let's do some advice. Ooh. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And uh, let's start with uh, Brett. I think you have an advice question this week. Yeah, this one came to my inbox, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, this is just from New York Times. Right? <laughs> Coincidentally, it, yeah, it, it goes along with the New York Times article, too, that had, I can't find that. Oh, here it is now. Um, so, there's a, a mother and a daughter. Mm-hmm. 
and a daughter is dating is 30 she's 30 years old 30 years old okay and she is dating a married man Ooh. and they're going the the woman and uh, the mother and the daughter are going on vacation, a family trip to Greece. Gotcha. And she's bringing the married man along on vacation. Ah. As but he's in an, her like an open marriage. That's, Didn't they establish that? The you know that's and like he she brought him home for Christmas. Was <laughs> married. Yeah, I I assume that he's in an open relationship. Oh, I thought they established that in the article. I skimmed it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a that brings up a good point. He could say that he's in an open relationship, and maybe that's not true be. too. He's just lying, right? But so, what's he going to tell so his what, wife when so he's gone for the, like ten days in Greece? <laughs> so, so is this what's the advice question? Is it is that the unethical? mom asking like, should I stop <laughs> well, this or something? Or no, it was like uh, I'll, I'll let Brad just say no. It, you right? can, you can go well, for it. He as was uh, so the mom is paying for the trip. And so also paying for this man who's married and dating her adult daughter. Mm-hmm. And the mom has the issue, right? She has the issue. She wants to know, is it okay for her to not oh, bring this up? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's a tricky one. Or yeah. Where would you stand? Where would, if she's, you know, flipping the bill or. I think it'd be totally fair for her to say, I'm not paying for that guy. Yeah. yeah. If he wants to come, fine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like in the article too. The mom almost wanted to say, "Am I? Do I have a right to kind of pick who my daughter is dating?" And I feel like you don't, in that sense. You yeah, know what I mean, like right. you can strongly maybe hint at like things that could be deterrences, you know, to that. But I think you know, you let her live her life and all that. But I think that's the key is to not be like, "Yeah, you can come, but I won't pay for this this dude." I like that. Yeah, because you always have the right to do that. Well, there you go. I like yeah. that. That was a good okay. one, Brett. Yeah. Hit uh, <laughs> me up at uh, Brett at, yeah. At Brett.com. At, Brett. at Hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you sell Hotmail? I do, yeah. M-A-L-E dot com. Hot. Uh, another question comes. Yeah. Hotmail, M-A-L-E, at Hotmail.com. So H-O-T-M-A-L-E-M-A-L-E at Hotmail dot Hotmail mail. M-A. At Hotmail. Dot mail. Dot. And then backwards. Yeah. And backwards again. <laughs> Forward slash. And back around we go. It's like Taco Cat. All right. Uh, next one we have is uh, a mom <laughs> wants to know, can she limit her son's screen time to force him to play outside? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I land strongly on yes on that one. Yeah. yeah. Is this well, kid wait, 30 How old is well? the kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's 36. <laughs> my mom. My mom's really yeah, yeah. Is this You're, your you're on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, why do you say yeah? I just think uh, if it's a child, like you can definitely say you can't use that today anymore. Like yeah. go do something else. Yeah, I, I think so too. You probably should. Yeah, my yeah. parents like I feel like put that into my thought process the entire time, where I actually kind of felt bad if I didn't do physical activity for the day. Like I know it wasn't a lot. I don't look like the physical specimen. Uh, that you expect from my voice, but uh, but like uh, I I remember as a kid, like I would go for a run, and that then I would feel not guilty about watching Die Hard one through three back to back and eating Doritos and drinking cokes. 
Yeah. And Snickers. And Snickers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All together. Sweet tarts. Yeah. Just put it in a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like cereal. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's kind of a, I think that's a, you know, kind of a, a duh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a dumb yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unless it's like he's only on a screen for like an hour. Well, I think what it is too is people sometimes are afraid to maybe parent. And that's what it comes down to. Sometimes they want to be friends with their kids. Yeah, they don't want the like the freak out. I actually or read an interesting advice one in the Times I, I could share if we mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. mull yeah. it over. Absolutely. This guy wrote in and was asking so he he has a rough relationship with his brother. They haven't talked forever. And the, his brother was like pretty abusive to him verbally over the years and he decided like, you know, I'm not gonna be in his life because it's too hard. He's he's a dick to me, basically. Mm-hmm. Um so he's had distance forever and now his brother needs a kidney. And Ooh. he, because he's his brother, would perfect be a match. perfect match. Mm-hmm. And so he's asking, am I obligated to give my brother my kidney, even though like, I don't really have a relationship with him and I don't want to have a relationship with him, but he is my brother, should I give him my kidney or, or am I okay not to? Like, I really kind of don't want to, but I also could feel horrible if I don't and he doesn't get a match. Right. And where do you land on that? Yeah. What do you guys think? I think you wait until the last minute and then see if anyone comes first and then <laughs> yeah. I would do an island joke, but I'll refrain from doing it. Yeah. Remember the movie The Island? Uh-huh. Where it's basically they're clones but they don't know that and they're basically cloned to be like uh organ donors for famous people. Oh. Do you guys now remember that? that it's Michael remember. Bay. <laughs> the only thing I remember is like you and McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. I remember us seeing it in theaters, and that's the only thing I really remember. The Island? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of remember It's that. not a very good movie. <laughs> and who is it? It's you and McGregor and who? Let's not go that far. Scarlett Johansson. That's right. And they like don't know that they're clones, and then they finally figure it out, and then they're like on the run. And then the, the best part of the movie is like the car chase scene, where they're like hanging out the car and like shooting guns and stuff. Oh, yeah. But anyways, that guy should definitely donate his kidney to his brother. <laughs> yeah, do you think so? Oh, I don't know. Well, that puts you at a huge risk because now you're down to one. Mm-hmm. And I know it shortens your lifespan. I don't know how they quantify it, but it's something like 10 years. I think you really have to be like, would you regret not doing that and like him dying? That's like, what's true. What's worse? You know what I mean? Because like, maybe if he does this, it'll open up or the relationship and they'll become closer because of it. Or if not, I feel like I would just be the bigger person. And then still, if I didn't get along with them, I just wouldn't hang out with them. Yeah. Cause the guy said basically this, this brother who needs the kidney is just kind of like the one who's at fault for the relationship being bad. Cause he like went into their parents will and like wrote his brother out of it and all this oh, kind of wow. stuff. So like he has got a lot of bad history and, but yeah, the, the person that was responding in the Times said, you know, even if you don't love a person, like helping someone could make you feel good in and of itself. And then you just feel good. That is and, true. But he's risking his life. Yeah. Because he could donate his kidney, have one left, and then that kidney could fail. And then like he's on dialysis the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah. And his brother's like, sorry. Yeah. I could oh, give it back. Doesn't return it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you won't. Yeah. He give it back. <laughs> he takes his maxis. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Well, no, then it's, it becomes that brother's obligation to find a kidney for him. <laughs> yeah, he has to find his brother kidney. By hook or crook. There was like a story on the news recently, local, like Minnesota, where a woman just donated a kidney to somebody because they were a match. Like a perfect stranger. Hmm. That, I found that 
you know, heartwarming, but also like, wow, I don't know if I would ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would either. I have extra kidneys. I take others' kidneys and just add them to mine. <laughs> Get donations on like, like a cow, you have four kidneys. All right, uh, let's do some entertainment news now. So uh, let's start with John Goodman. I found this over the weekend that he actually was so close to being on SNL. And what prevented it was what happens a lot of times is he failed the audition process. Um, oh, you mean like a player on SNL? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. He was going to be uh, one of the prime Because I actually swear he's hosted before. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the biggest, like, or done it. Let's see. He's hosted 2000. Uh, 13. He's hosted 13 wow, times. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Is that the most? Nope. He is Tom is, Hanks the most? I think, let's see, hosted all the way. I think Tom Hanks is. It doesn't say okay. that. Uh, Breck and Google. Well, Hanks. thank God he dodged that bullet so we could do those Slotomania commercials where he's like a thumb. Those are great. <laughs> so bizarre. I've never seen those. Oh my gosh. we got to pull that up after this. So it's like somebody playing a cell phone game or an iPad game and it's John Goodman's face superimposed on thumb. Oh, and he's like, well, will the day spin? It's just, yeah, it's like something from the 90s. When did he uh, try to get on SNL originally when he failed that tryout? Um, it was. Yeah, before or after. And who, and who took his spot? Who got it over him? Well, so I do have that information, which is pretty great. Um, it is. The one who took his spot was Joe Piscopo. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> That's how good he is. I don't think Joe was on there for very long. You know, actually, I think he was on there for a decent amount of time. Piscopo? Yeah, and people oh. at the time liked Piscopo. So this had to have been 80s then. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think the thing with this, too, is, I mean, everyone kind of poo-poos on Piscopo, but he's done some good stuff. Like, he did this horror movie called Dead Heat, which I recommend, that is written by Shane Black's brother, his older brother, who only wrote a couple of movies but did this one horror movie that's just super cheesy. It's him and Treat Williams, and they're like buddy cop fighting these monsters. And Vincent Price makes a cameo in there too. So definitely worth checking that out. Um, This actually brings up, though, have you guys had a, you know, it could be audition, it could be a job interview that just went horribly wrong. (laughs) I I had one that kind of started off as a total nightmare. so Radio K at the time, you still had to go in there and, um, you know, at the time, I think uh, you fill out an application, do all that mm-hmm. stuff and all that. So I met with this guy and I didn't think I did that well with it. And then afterwards, um, I called to leave a message and I was like, hey, I just want to, you know, because I was like, maybe that'll be nice if I say, you know, thank you and all that. So I was like, hey, thanks a lot for the interview. It was really nice and uh, it was great malting you. <sighs> meeting meeting you and then i go beep to you know erase the message beep uh hey this is matt i just <laughs> want to say it was great meeting you thanks for you know everything i think i'd be a good felt fit 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 beep uh, hey hey i just want to thank thank you so much <clears throat> i just couldn't <laughs> get it right right and then and then finally i was just like uh i i had it perfect i was like hey thank thank you thank you so much and then uh and then it goes um, message full 
And I was like, wait, what? Message full? Uh, oh, no. And then, so it hadn't uh, yeah, it hadn't deleted any of the messages. So it was just me restarting. <laughs> with the beep in between. With, you, with hearing the, the, yeah, me press the number. Go, and then, uh, and then I, I go, oh, okay. I think it's, I don't listen to the prompt. And I was like, I think it's one to erase and then restart. So I hit one and it goes, message sent. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> but and I hand to God the, I got a call back and said that bit was hilarious we'd love for you to come in and do the thing <laughs> it's like so it actually ended up working out in my favor damn oh wow <laughs> that's awesome um, alright did, did you get that do you want to know who do we want to know who's got the most yes uh, any guesses for SNL host yeah besides my guess was I, I just looked it's, it's a real shot in the dark my guess was Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's wrong. Not Steve Martin? He's number two. Mm. I know what you're doing. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Oh, yep. man, right. Too soon. Tom Hanks is number five okay. with nine times. Well, wow, that's nine such a big drop-off, though. Yeah. 15 to nine? 17 oh. for Baldwin, 15 for Steve Martin, 13 John Goodman, Buck Henry, 10, and Tom Hanks. Who's Buck Henry? Nine. Is that a musician? Buck Cherry. <laughs> Buck Cherry Henry. Buck Cherry was 10 times. I guess he was some. He's in the movie The Graduate, Heaven Can Wait, What's Up Doc, and Get Smart. This is 70. He hosted all 70s, the 70s. Yeah. So it predates us. Let's go to uh, movies next. Uh, are you guys watching anything lately that uh, you can recommend or not recommend? Um, this is a documentary that I watched last night. Um, it's called Life of Crime. It was a three-part series uh, through basically this documentarian hung out with three New Jersey like street-level criminals from 1984 till 2020 and tracked their those 40- 36 years of their lives as they fell into crime and drugs and all eventually died. <laughs> and it's like wow. so depressing. Um, but they all basically had like heroin problems. But um, how many often do you see a documentary that's 36 years worth of footage? You right. know? So you see he checks in like every few years and it's like he finds them and they're like, you just see them. There is a slowly like there was like a show or something like that where it was um kids like they well and then yeah, Linklater made up that up movie yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven Up yeah it's yeah. like Seven Up kind of okay. um, super fascinating but super depressing too but it was like a lot of it was very interesting and it's Life of Crime yeah it's based in New Jersey it's on HBO oh cool um, if you're interested in like gritty stuff like that yeah I'll definitely check that out uh, I saw The Last Duel which is the Ridley Scott oh, I've been meaning to watch flick. that yeah it's pretty good it's, uh, it's a long watch it's two hours and 40 minutes I believe so definitely strap in for, for that and a historical <laughs> drama too because I found there was times when I would you know start drifting away and be looking at my phone and then miss like key plot points so then I'd have to rewind it but there is you have to like really focus because a lot a lot of stuff goes by it's very dense yeah. But they do this. Well, whole then, how would you have seen that in the theater if you had to go up and go to the bathroom? Yeah, you just like, oh, I need to go see it again. Right. 
That's the key, right? That's Keep like genius back. filmmaking because then you give people to buy another ticket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was cool. It was uh, like the Rashomon effect. I don't know if you guys saw Rashomon, that old school flick. That was, uh, it's one event, but then told from three different points of view. Right. Yeah. Oh. So, and they were vast. So crash? Different. Yeah, yeah. That's the Rashomon effect? That's the Rashomon crash. Uh, but uh, yeah, pretty good. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck wrote the script as well. Uh, with another person, I think, too. A woman, let's, I let's thought. I heard an interview with Matt Damon where he was talking about it a little bit. I think on Marin or something. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it is really good. Adam Driver. it's Mini Driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really good. And uh, to be that long, I was actually, you know, once I did lock in, I was into it and entertained the whole way through. So I can recommend that. I'll give that, as far as a good or not good, I'll give that a good. Okay, I'm going to watch it. I've been seeing it on the streaming, and I was like almost going to click it last night. But I ended up in that dark New Jersey crime documentary instead. I, I've been on, I've, you know, I feel weird about that, too, because I love those. Like, uh, I know. It's kind of a weird feeling. Like, I don't love the idea of, like, getting entertainment from watching someone's life fall apart. Right. But it's something about having access to a life that you've never lived anything close to. Mm-hmm. And getting to see a totally different, and just knowing life. that no matter what you do, you're going to have a better life than them, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> why we watch it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Might be part of it. It's an uplifting. <laughs> no, I don't self. think so. <laughs> I, I think it's just yeah, it's like nothing like anything I know. You know, yeah. I don't know anyone like that. And, it's, and yeah. you're right that writer of uh, Last Duel is Nicole Hofcenter. Okay. Um, and she's done, she did that Enough Said, which I think you talked about one time. Yeah, that's that uh, Gandolfini movie. Yep. Um, but yeah, oh, with the, uh, the documentaries, the crime ones, there's one that's about New York, about uh, some guy that just, I think, left the torsos. I haven't got into that one yet. It's a three-part one that was just released a few weeks ago. But I'm interested in seeing it. And But I do, it's the same thing where I feel like dirty after you watch it. <laughs> Um, they did the, um, the, I think it's the something coast killer. I don't know if it's the orange coast killer that, uh, Patton Oswalt's wife. Was. That was a golden state. Golden state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a crazy. I'll be gone in the dark. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. That's a really good one. I gotta check that. Also, out. I haven't seen it yet, but I was going to check out the, um, night stalker one, which I, I think you said you saw. Maybe. I love the night stalker one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Again, I feel the scariest, it. scariest. Like as far as that kind of story goes, he 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 really gets under my skin. This is a really scary figure. Well, there's a woman that talks about how he was following her, and he was on the she was on the freeway, and she looks over to her right and sees him driving next to her and smiling this crazy, weird smile, and it's like, Gah. yeah. And I I don't know how accurate this is, but I've read that if you every person will come in contact or walk by at least two serial killers in their lifetime. Whoa. Wow. Which I don't know if that's true. How the hell do they determine that? Yeah. Because are there that, what constitutes a serial killer? More than one, right? Just more than one, so two. And also I think like a, a lack of a motive. Yeah, I'm already there. Usually, you know, like a, they don't know the people usually. It's just people who they don't. Because well, most so murders are be, people who kill, know each other. You don't kill uh, someone you know? Yeah, like it's not a okay, crime of not passion. There. It's just like a dispassionate... Anyways, pretty dark. Pretty dark. <laughs> Brett and I went to the uh, movie theater ah, on yeah. Saturday and saw a movie. What'd you guys see? Licorice Pizza. Oh, how was it? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you're giving it a good or not good? Well, if those are my only so options, good. I'm giving it a not good, mm-hmm. even though I do like Paul Thomas Anderson movies. And it's shot beautifully well. It's like a really nice painting that, and nothing moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, and it's kind of a w- gross premise. It's a 25-year-old woman kind of being like slowly succumbing to a 15-year-old boy's advances. When, and she kind of plays with them, right? Isn't that the... Yeah, the, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, ba- it's back and forth. Yeah. Okay. The marketing for it did, made it look so like humorous and well, upbeat. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. There's yeah. there's a lot of funny moments in it. I guess it's funny. Yeah, there's just like no. It's yeah, there's not no really real like a, story, yeah. and then it just abruptly ends. And yeah, yeah. I haven't heard the best reviews on that movie, and so I was hoping when I knew you guys were going to talk about that. That's crazy because it's like an eight point on IMDb. No, that's not like the Bible, but that's pretty freaking high. Yeah, it was just a, a few podcasts were just saying that that was, you know, they were more kind of let down based off of his previous works than to get this. Yeah. But, no, I, I told Brett, like, I wanted to get, I, I think I know which one of his is your favorite. Ooh, okay. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think it might be one of them, yeah. <laughs> okay. so good. If not the one, wow. yeah. <laughs> All right, finally, let's go to some random news of the week. So these are just some random news stories that I found. Uh, one being is uh, <laughs> the world's largest skillet. If you guys had a chance to go see the world's largest skillet, would you do it? Where is it? It's the skillet Paul Bunyan made his uh, flapjacks in? No, no, it's just a large skillet. <laughs> it's a... Um, in Tennessee, so drivers on Tennessee last week encountered this huge skillet driving down the road. It's a 14,360-pound cast iron skillet. And at this point, it's said to be the world's largest. Is it for, like, Lodge, like the brand Lodge? Uh, it is for the South... It's for the Lodge Cast Iron Store. Yeah. And it's going to be the future home, home of the Lodge Cast Iron Museum. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I guess I'd probably go see it. Well, <laughs> God, imagine how much oil they got to use to season it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's working. Yeah, they're going to use it every day. Uh, I'd love to take a big barrel of butter and dump it in there, you know? Uh, crack a big ostrich egg in it. Yeah, that'd be the way to go. Fry myself in the large skillet. When you guys... <laughs> yeah. Would you, I would want to buy a dinosaur egg just to eat it. <laughs> Make a make a scrambled eggs. That's the last triceratops. No. Do you think there's a specific dinosaur that would taste better than others? I don't know because they probably vary in size, the egg sizes. Because mm-hmm. they're small di- like velociraptors. Apparently, are very small, unlike in Jurassic Park, where they're like I heard this story, fairly yeah. large. Oh, so their eggs probably wouldn't be that big. They were large. I don't know. Well, and then I and then like the legit velociraptors had like feathers. Huh. Oh. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm not some dinosaur expert, but you heard it here first, guys. Clark Wilson, dinosaur <laughs> expert. Dino uh, export. Export? <laughs> Let me ask you guys this, uh Brett. I'm no export. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm no expert. Uh Brett Andrew, on your guys' you know, tours traveling across the you know country, going on different uh you know music venues and all that, have you come across any kind of museums or places of note seeing like the world's biggest ball of yarn or things like that 
Not really. I uh, this wasn't my own tour, but I went to Nebraska to see Neil Young and Willie Nelson mm. for this um, pipeline protest show that they did. Drove out there with some friends, and we came across a really creepy small house that was labeled um, the Clown Museum, and it was Whoa. just like this person's house. That was probably a serial killer. Wow. So you didn't and go it, in there? No, they were closed. Oh. But, but that's there was like I'm a saying. clown that's statue tricky. on the outside, and we're like, "What's that? We should look at it." So we stopped and looked, and yeah, and the, all the windows were like covered in grime, but you could see clowns like peeking <laughs> oh through the. Grime. That is awesome. Grinning. Where was this? It was on the way to Nebraska. Okay. We stopped, so it's somewhere between here and like, um, we stopped in Iowa in a uh, Mason City. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. that's someplace. I think <laughs> in Iowa. I think. Or no, Sioux Falls. No. That's South Dakota. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember where. So we stopped in Iowa and then went up to Nebraska. So it's somewhere on that route. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to put that on the list and try to find that because those are the things I kind of actively search out. And clowns, that's just, that's right up It's alley. something I'd like to go back and see, actually, because mm-hmm. it just the building and like the whole thing. You go back, it's just, not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right here, I swear to God. I actually have a photo of it. There's just a red nose sitting on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this I thought would be good for Clark. Um, an artist in India broke every once in a while we report the Guinness World Records. Um, and this one, an artist <laughs> in India broke the Guinness World Record for largest drawing by an individual. He created artwork that covers 6,781 square feet. Wow. That was actually, that was the record. Did he just stand on top of a surface and paint it, or was it like a building or? It was, let's see what it was. It was on the side, I believe. It was on a, he used a gargantuan PVC canvas. Oh. Apparently. That's like over a mile square. Huh. That's crazy. Um, but uh, but he did that, and it's, uh, actually it was breaking the record set by an Italian artist, 6,119 square feet. You have to show me a picture of it. Absolutely. Well, I think your mission should be to do... <laughs> to to one-up them? Yeah. By, to, like, one square inch? Exactly. <laughs> yep. 6,120 would be yours. And that'll be the next, uh, the next artwork. All right, buy me that canvas. That'll be the next artwork for Not Good. Uh, no, about weird museums, I went to, in Metropolis, Illinois, mm-hmm. they have, like, a Superman museum. And we stopped in, like, I was driving back with my parents from Florida, helping them drive back. And I looked that up on my phone. I'm like, let's go there. And we get there, and it's just some old dude behind the desk watching a TV. It doesn't give a shit. And we're just like, uh, can we go to the museum? It was like $20. Oh and it was just a bunch of Superman memorabilia. That's but, cool. I mean, he had a lot of cool stuff. Like... The first comic? or No. No. He did have some comics, so... Uh, God, what the hell's that guy's name? Not Superman-related at all? No, like, they were. Yeah, Jughead? <laughs> Jurgens? Family circus. The guy who did The Death of Superman. It's oh, Jurgens, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. He's from Minnesota. He had that. That was probably the rarest comic he had. But then he had, like, a uh, like both Reeves. Reeve and Reeves, like, memorabilia. And then Fleischer cartoons. Those are my favorite. Nice. Fleischer cartoons. That's awesome. Um... A New Zealand man, finally, final story for the week, New Zealand man who initially thought he had water trapped in his ear. Uh, don't you tell know where me this is coming? <laughs> you found out that it wasn't, and the blockage turned out to be something... Uh, Spiders. <laughs> that's where my mind went to at first, yeah. okay. which they say, little tease for this, tease the story out. Um, I So that is another thing, another kind of myth you always hear about is that you swallow like two spiders 
a year a or year. in your lifetime? I think a year. I think it's more common than... And I heard that's not true, though. Oh, really? Recently. Oh, like in the last year, I heard news. that that's kind of like a made-up fact. I what does it matter? Yeah. It's a relief to hear. It's I was a like, huge relief. Oh, <laughs> you swallow it. It's, who cares? But you don't know what it's doing in your, yeah. in your It'll throat. die. It'll, It'll go in your stomach and die. What if it lays eggs in your heart? How's it going to get to your heart? There's a connection. There's a passageway. I'm no doctor export. Your but goes into whole, your stomach. There's a whole spider metropolis down there. It's like, uh, what is it, magic school bus? It's They're just all in there. Like, yeah. yeah. Around your arteries. Uh, that was like magic school bus. That was one of my favorite episodes of that show. They like Yeah, when they went through. That's like yeah. every episode where it's like, oh, Timmy's got a cold. Let's fly in there and like kill the germs. <laughs> is it always in? The- it felt like that. Like every episode. <laughs> they fly in the kid. Uh, no, so what it was, the blockage turned out to be a live cockroach. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. God. Well, he went swimming at a local pool. And later felt the sensation. <laughs> he went. He went swimming in the local cockroach pool. Someone to hold his head down under the sand or something. Oh, it's a pool, not a lake. There's a beach there. Let me you the say pool. that. You're like he went swimming in the local Bar- pool, and then he went home, and then he went to sleep, and he climbed. Into his yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna be like he went, he went swimming in the local pool, then he went home and put a cockroach in his ear. <laughs> He inserted himself with tweezers. Uh, He said that he used some drops to clear it up. He fell asleep on the couch later that night. And then then he felt that it was still blocked the next day. So he went to go see the doctor who advised him to use a hairdryer to dry up the water inside his ear. Like, this this is the way you should do it. So he goes back and he takes up the hairdryer and he tries tries that that option. Uh, The guy said that the feeling just kept kept going there so he went and saw an ear nose and throat specialist um the doctor the doctor expressed shock immediately when he looked inside the guy's ear and he said that yeah that's uh okay that's a cockroach this other doctor needs to be fired he like didn't even yeah. look in the ear he's right. like yeah. just get a hair dryer it's not like you, your ear canal like how it's not that a cockroach deep. is fairly yeah. big you would just think you just see it they have like, those fuck, they have those that little can, thing yeah. that yeah like it's a <laughs> Tiny little, you know, it's like a pyramid shape that you can put in someone's ear and they can like, it magnifies it. It's like a little mini microscope thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That doctor is like, yeah, Yeah, he should be fired. What a a quack. (laughs) Yeah, he's a quack. He was a literal duck. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. That is the podcast for the week. We did it. Holy cow. We did it, everybody. Just like that. Yep. So special thanks. Uh, Brett Clark, do you guys have uh, anything to promote coming up? Yeah, we got some good Blark news coming up next week. You guys got to stick Two around weeks. for that. Yeah, there might be some baked goods. There might be some. I can't say what else, but just stick around. Excellent. That sounds good. Thank you I'm guys stoked. again. We're stoked. Yeah, so yeah, you should be stoked for yeah. sure. Oh, this is exciting. This is why we bring it up. Uh, and Andrew, thank you so much for the 40th episode. Yes. Thanks for having yeah, me. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have, let's make it more common. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and how about you? Do you have, uh, you were talking about working on new music. I, I know sometimes people don't want to put, you know, deadlines on. Yeah, that. I've been so slow with it. My, uh, my news is just that Blark's got some baked goods coming up. They should check out in a couple weeks. Um, keep your eyes peeled. You keep can't your... order them. You have to get them in person. <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, great. And uh, normally at this point, I say you know special thanks to the Unis and Nalo, but I can just thank you in person. So thank you. Thank All you, right. Nalo. Yep. And uh, and so for any Ghost Hunter fans as well, we have uh, new episodes every Saturday on Discovery Plus. So check those out. And yeah, we'll see you guys all in a week. I love you.